live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Anytime, you know, something affects the team, you know, from a standpoint of COVID, um, I don't want to, you know, I mean, they, it, it's, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say it's the worst, you know, because obviously, um, you know, things could get worse, you know, as far as what may happen or may not, you know, down the road. So I don't want to speculate towards that. But I really believe that the way the league has set up the protocols and the contact tracing and everything from that nature, you know, has at least given us the ability to um, uh, go ahead and, and continue to play these games. I think that uh, this is a great opportunity right now for, for all of us, you know, in this league, coaches, players, support staff, you know, to remind ourselves of, um, you know, with a lot of these openings that are going on of our awareness of once we're outside the building and what we're doing and, you know, knowing that that you test every single day, uh, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be exposed to it because those tests don't come back till the evening. So, you know, that, that virus can incubate and go. So I think it was a great opportunity. We took uh, uh, the beginning of our team meeting today and really reemphasized, you know, the protocols that have been in place. And, and um, you know, hopefully that, you know, something like this won't won't happen again. That is Doug Marone. That was earlier this week on uh, COVID-19 and uh, what's going on with the Tennessee Titans. And obviously they continue to address it. You know, also after that uh, reaction from Marone was the Oakland Raiders situation where they went to a community event, didn't have masks on. So there's a big mandate for masks around the league and uh, something they continue to monitor and, and figure out. And you know what I found a little interesting? They said something to the effect of you could lose draft picks and heavy fines and those. Can they even do that? Like it seemed like it seems like a great threat, but I mean, I guess the NFL can do whatever they want. It just feels like can they really do, go to that extent? Yeah. Was that agreed upon? Like was that an agreed upon thing? Hey, yeah, if uh, I know fines were, mm-hmm. but some of the latest things that came out this week were way more like whoa. You know, if you don't follow, we're going to take, like, draft picks away. I mean, really? See, it's it's so hard to say because if you have, like, a Lou Williams situation, right, where you go to the gentleman's club, you get the hot wings, you get sawed out, and, like, say, like, a bunch of players do that. Well, I mean, that's blatantly obvious that you don't care about the rules, right? But, like, say a player goes home and he didn't know that his wife got it maybe at work and then another player gets it and he spreads to some guys. Well, then it's like, well, that wasn't really that player's fault, right? I mean, that's just kind of you're guilty by association. That's kind of part of living in this crazy time right now. So, to me, I think it all depends on where was the crime committed. Was it committed in a social setting where you shouldn't have been if you're a player, if you're out at the bar, something like that, or was it at home with a significant other or family member or whatever where, unfortunately, they had it and you contracted it? Now, it's hard, I think, to pinpoint exactly where it stemmed from. But, like, for instance, the, the Oakland Raiders. I'm not the Oakland. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. You saw them at that ceremony, right? Um, you saw pictures of that, and it was mm-hmm. like like 12 or 13 of them kind of sitting by each other at this fundraiser, I think it was, and obviously no one's wearing a mask. Well, if Derek Carr, if someone, one of those players at the you know event were to come down with COVID-19, well, now I think that's grounds for dismissal to say, you know what? You guys knew the rules. You didn't follow them, and now we're going to penalize you with taking a draft pick away. I can see that happening. Yeah, uh, so it, it, I think it's more of a scare tactic 
And you need the buy-in, right? You need the buy-in from the players, from the coaches, everybody else. We've been saying that. And pretty much, I think the NFL has been bought in. I think the players have been. It doesn't mean you're immune to uh, to not getting uh, COVID-19. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, three to two, White Sox lead the Athletics. Uh, that one in the bottom of the fourth inning, slow-moving game there. So uh, winner take all. Uh, Braves beat the Reds earlier today, five to nothing. Reds have been swept out of this opening round series. Uh, Brewers and Dodgers go later tonight. Cardinals, Padres at seven o'clock. Marlins, Cubs postpone. Do you like these three game series? Too quick? <sighs> Why not though? Right? When you have the extra teams and everything, I mean, I don't want this thing lasting four or five months of just yeah. nonstop baseball. So I get it. I'm, I'm not mad at it. No, nah, I think it's but, it's. but it's hard to make a case for do the best teams truly advance? In three games. Well, so far, the Reds have been bounced, so they wouldn't be in that category, right? Uh, the Rays won and the Yankees won, and Houston won. Those are all good teams. Mm-hmm. Now, Minnesota was a better team throughout the year, but Houston's a good team, mm-hmm. uh, usually, and has been. Yankees are the Yankees, even though the Indians are a good team. And the Rays were the favorite, no doubt. I think that would have been the one that was interesting. If Toronto had surprised them, because Toronto to me didn't, they're so young. They kind of got in because of the expansion. I don't, now listen, they even wrestled with the Yankees for the positioning and seating. So it's not like they just snuck in, but it just didn't feel like they had a team that could win at all. The Yankees, if they were even the eighth seed, I say, well, they still have a team that could maybe win at all. The Indians yeah. felt that way. I think the A's feel that way. I think Minnesota felt that way. I think the Rays felt that way. I actually think the White Sox, I don't know if they can win it all, but some of their pitching at top end is pretty darn good. And so Toronto was the one team to me. I was like, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of just in here. The Brewers actually might they're, be that. They're like that. No, they, right? are. they are. And I'm here to say they are. <laughs> and I don't even know how I feel about the Cardinals, except they have such a history of winning mm-hmm. that I'm not sure you'd put them in that category. I actually think if the Padres did have Clevenger and the and their other starting pitcher there, I think they'd be very dangerous. Yeah. But when you don't have your top two pitchers, and you got to sit them out. There's only so much you can do. I mean, that's tough. I mean, this time of year, that's what you need. Like, you need three pitchers to be able to get you through a series. So those are the score updates. We'll keep you updated on what's happening. And uh, I think we do have some more Major League Baseball coming up uh, later tonight uh, here on uh, ESPN 690. In fact, it's that Dodgers game. So that starts at 945 tonight after live local live. We had a question from Brett E. chiming in asking, uh, are there any updates on DJ Chark? No, uh, there is the injury report, so let me just double-check. I feel like he was limited today, and he was, yeah. Still limited. Let's just say this. I'll be surprised if DJ doesn't play. Yeah. That's my feel. That's totally a feeling. That's not, like, inside the building knowledge of it. Yeah. I just a feeling, and I usually feel like if you're out there practicing, you're probably going to get a go. The one that's starting to concern me now is I thought Brandon Linder, the way Doug Marone was talking last week, where, no, 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 he's not going on IR, and... I thought the long week, you know, the mini buy there would get Linder back on the practice field and in the game. He could still play. He doesn't even need to practice probably to play. Mm-hmm. But now he's missed Wednesday, Thursday practice, which means you basically missed the week. Yeah. So will he play or will they go with Tyler Shatley one more time? I think that's the one to watch. Avery Jones did not practice today because of an ankle injury. Probably something to watch from a depth standpoint. As well, a couple guys given the day off. Uh, meanwhile, it looks pretty healthy on the Cincinnati side. You mentioned Geno Atkins. He was limited today with a shoulder injury and yesterday, but he is on the practice field. Logan Wilson with a concussion. Uh, the linebacker uh, did not practice today uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, pretty healthy overall, it looks like the Bengals are, at least on their injury report. 
Jaguars in terms of young players. Got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. You pose this question to me. Say, well, who would you ride with right now? Who are basically locks to kind of go down? You take the next three years, this year, the next year, in 2022. Mm-hmm. Who are locks to ride with? Or keep in mind, are they locks that you have to resign them to a new deal That's as well? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like you want them around. You know they're good. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. DJ Chark's one of them. Correct. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Easy one. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Miles Jack, you already locked him up. Correct. But, and I think you'd be up again. I mean, I think he's, well, just the way he's playing. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying again, but it's, that's a long ways away. But I'm just saying right now, you see him in the Jaguars' future endeavors for a long time. I think so, especially yeah. given the position now that he's at. Correct. All right. Well, there are a couple, I think, of guys you have to eliminate because you you drafted them in the first round. Yeah. Chase on, Chenault, Henderson, you ain't getting rid of them. Correct. I mean, they're they're here, and I would probably even sneak in the third round guys, Devon Hamilton, right? So then after that, ta- oh, you almost take away those early draft guys, and what you've seen, and what you have, which is a bunch of young guys. Who do you ride with? We mentioned Chark, we mentioned Miles, we mentioned Josh Allen. You want to start on offense or defense? Let's go offense. Juwan Taylor. Juwan Taylor, great call. What about Cam Robinson? Not too early. You yeah. cannot say that. Yeah, you can't say that right now. Yeah, I think he's trending in a good way this year, yeah. but you can't say that. I and I agree. Um, what about Brandon Linder? Well, Linder, I think already is around, and I think I wouldn't call, I wouldn't put him in this uh, list because he's a veteran guy now. Okay, he's been playing too long. He's okay. not your young guy now. He's a guy you probably move forward with, but he's not in this category. Okay, gotcha. we're talking about young guy. I mean, Miles Jack is probably a stretch for this category too, to be honest. True. With you. AJ Cam. Uh, I don't think he fits this category either. Okay. He's been, that's like a six year. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's more my point of like, even, like, see, my whole exercise was like, can, can you re-up on him? Like, do, do you sign him to a new contract and do you keep him on the yeah, team? Yeah, I think AJ Kent's playing his best okay. football. I think, I think guard in the NFL is hit or miss. Yeah. And it's also sometimes you get okay with mediocre play. I think he's playing pretty well for them. I'm not sure he's ever going to be a pro bowler. Yeah. And so if you have a chance where you're sitting on a bunch of draft picks and you can upgrade, I mean, maybe you take that chance to upgrade, but I don't. I certainly don't put it as a problem spot. I don't mind if he's here three years from now still playing right guard for the Jags. Listen, this guy's been around for a while, too, but it begs the question, Keelan Cole. Yeah, Cole's an interesting one. He's off to a great start this season, had a great August. I think, unfortunately for him, when you're an undrafted free agent and you've been inconsistent, I think you're always upgradable. Okay. And so... If you're telling me that Keelan Cole is still a top four or five receiver on this football team in uh, 2022, I would say I don't think so. Okay, so we, we're, we're keeping here, obviously, the rookies. Then we're also keeping, you said, John Taylor. Um, and what about this, James Robinson? <laughs> yeah, well, so far it looks pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, is it, do you, I mean, what you see right now, do you think he's going to be the pillar? Like, I guess let's answer, let's ask it like this. You wouldn't probably next year in the draft, regardless of how the season shakes out, you're not looking to get a running back in the top three rounds more than likely from what we've seen based off James Robinson so far. Well, now, it could change, Yeah, but I'm saying what we've seen so far. Well, there's two reasons for that. Mm. One, because James Robinson looks like he's pretty good and might be the real deal. The other one is they found James Robinson after picking 12 draft picks. Yeah. And so... History shows you that you're not going to spend a pick. I mean, I know what they did on Fournette, but they also got a lot of backlash for that, and it didn't work out. It wasn't the right move long term. History shows you you can find running backs in the fifth round, sixth round, undrafted rounds. Correct. Undrafted rounds. Undrafted free agency. So 
I don't I think he's more of a uh, an example, more evidence that why would I waste the first, second, third round pick on a running back? Cool. Um, so I, I think it's trending in a good direction. I just wouldn't say running back will be a hot spot. They'll covet in free agency or, you know, when when Alvin Kamara came, mm-hmm. you know, that rumor started right before the season. Wasn't it right before the season? Kamara mm-hmm. and the Saints, he was working on a new deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and rumbling saying that he wanted, yeah, wanted yeah. to trade. We're like, oh, baby, let's go. Oh, yeah. Man, I ready to pierce my nose for him. Yeah. Yeah. But we hadn't even seen James Robinson down in the NFL. Sure. And I'm not saying he well, he wipes away Kamara. But doesn't he, in a way, Kamara was picked what? Uh, second round? Third round? I think third round. Well, do you take another guy like that in the third round? Do you invest in a running back when you have a player like Robinson that you might believe in? I think that might be a better December question yeah. than it is here as we enter October. But how much do you value the running back? And how different is the guy you might covet? Sure. Because James Robinson might be one style, and then you could be looking at that different scat yeah. back. But, kind of but, but to, with Alvin Kamara, though, I mean, he's probably the best back right now in football. Absolutely. And, and that guy can do everything. No, I just you know? think it's wild. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying I take James Robinson over him. Sure. I just think it's a wild deal that three weeks ago, we were like, yes, what can we give up to get Kamara? Get him here, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it now. And now and you're now like, not worried about the position. Now you're like, yeah, well, I think I feel pretty good about the position. Yeah. <laughs> we're worried about a lot more than that. Okay, so we, we agreed. So we got John Taylor. We got James Robinson, just to obviously just going forward with him. And you got DJ Chark. DJ Chark. And you got Chenault. Chenault. And the rookies, yep. But you don't have DD on that list. I don't think Keelan Cole's on that list. I don't yeah. think Chris Conley's on that list. Here's the I don't think question. Tyler Reifert's well, on that list. And then we got to ask the question as well. It's the biggest question of the year. Well, not Gardner. yet. Okay. I'm going to go, what about Josh Oliver? That's a guy you can't say is on the list. I can't say it's right? on the list. He's a young guy, but he yeah. hadn't played in yep. the NFL, essentially. Correct. So now you get to your question to Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And it's... Why it might be a better December question than it is yeah. in October. I mean, it's, it's, too I mean it's too important of a We've decision. been debating that for six months. Yeah. I mean, really, for ten months. Yep. And so I don't think you can – you just can't say it right now. All right. So let's go on to the defense then, right? But how many did they keep then? Right now it's Robinson, Chark, and Chenault. And yes. Taylor? Correct. Yes. Slam dunk guys. Yeah, so the, four guys and on Maybe offense. James Robinson. Well, I mean, I think – I put Robinson on there. Okay, yeah. So there are Four. Four. Robinson, Chenault, Chenault right. Chark, and Taylor. I'm sorry, yeah, because there's Cam Robinson too. But we we said no to Cam Robinson. Uh, not yet. So, yeah, not yet. So there's four. So you got four guys. You're like, I'm riding with those guys Ride right with now. Them. Right now. And by the way, I think you'd put like on the weekly watch list is James Robinson. Sure. But three weeks in, I'm riding with the guy for sure. All right, now go to the defense. Uh, Josh, Josh Allen, you're keeping him, obviously. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson, got to him. You're committed. Um, Andrew, Miles, well, not took him. I'm not putting Miles in this. I mean, the way it looks right now, starters Andrew Wingard. No. Yeah. Uh, DJ Hayden. Well, he's a little older, but no, DJ Hayden. I wouldn't see him here. Yeah. I don't know if I see him here next year. Josh Jones. No. Trey Herndon. No. Wow. Cassius Marsh. No. Yeah. Joe Schobert. No. He's not on this list. Okay. Miles. He's Jack. here, but yeah. he's not on this list. Miles Jack. Not, I mean, the beauty of it is you're all set at linebacker. Correct. For the next two, three years. So Miles Jack. Adam Gostas. No. Taven Bryan. No. Avery Jones. No. That's it. So, <laughs> so, defense, that's, that's so you have two, uh, when we're talking young core players, right, that yeah, doesn't mean that's like, again, the offense, we just did four guys, but you also have the Linders and the Cans. Quincy Williams. No. Yeah. Uh, so on defense, you have you have the linebackers that are there. Mm-hmm. But then on as a young core player, you have Josh Allen and C.J. Henderson. 
And by the way, C.J. Henderson, because you have to. You yeah. just picked them in the first round. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Caleb on Chase. Chase fit on there too. So uh, that's it. Well, four guys on offense. Hamilton. Four guys on defense. Devon Hamilton. You I, have to. I probably fit under the draft guy, but I can't sit here and tell you that if they, if two years from now they they cut him because they're not getting enough production, would that surprise you? Eh, maybe not. Shaq Quarterman. Nah, same no. thing. Okay. So, so you have three four. guys. Yeah. You have three guys, and two of them right now are because of where you drafted them, not because of what they've shown you. Uh, Josh Allen, it's because of what he's shown you. Yeah. Offensively, I think Chanel, it's kind of where they drafted him, but also what he's shown me. Mm-hmm. James Robinson, it's all where he's shown me so far. Jawan Taylor, it's what he's shown me. And DJ Chark, it's what he's shown me. Yeah. So you got seven young guys in their, what I would qualify as what, first, second, third year, I guess, if you include Chark. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't bad. No. I think what I think what I was thinking in my head. How many do you want to get on this list? I think you wanted eight. Eight was my number. I That's, was like, okay, I'd like to get eight on this list to feel good about this team because I think when you have eight to twelve, because this, this is young guys we're talking about. Correct. When you have eight to twelve core players that you feel pretty good about, I think that's a great jumping off point when you consider free agency and uh, and more draft picks coming up. I'm sure you'd love to have eighteen. But I was hoping this would go a little north of eight, and then you add your Miles and Joe Schoberts, and then you add your Linders and AJ Cans, and now you're up to what, twelve people? Yeah, uh, and you feel pretty good about. But I think the Jaguars are really at about seven young players, four other veterans, and then the big caveat here is the QB situation. Mm-hmm. So, which which begs the question to me: This is why I like this exercise. We don't know what they're going to do this year. We just spent. The whole week talking about what are they going to be. We'll find out a little more against Cincinnati. The idea either way of what they do this year is to be way better in 2021. When you only have seven core young players that you really are bought into, which easily could become six, based on James Robinson probably, Mm -hmm. is that enough to get you to where you need to be with one more year of free agency and draft picks? See, and here's where I come in. I think it would be if you look at this list and say, all right, how many veterans on this team right now do we have to keep? You know, how many Calais Campbell types, how many A.J. Boye types do we have to keep, right? Because I'd make an argument last year and say, well, from a leadership perspective, from, you know, that bridge, you probably should have kept Calais. Maybe you kept A.J. Boye. This group right now, like obviously you want to talk about the veterans, you got to keep Miles Jack. I mean, you're pot committed to Joe Schobert, but like, and once again, I mean, you, Avery Jones, um, Gostas, Taven, like, you know, like, and then on offense, I mean, I guess Brandon Linder pops up. Norwell's probably going to be gone. Yeah. So to me, that's even more of the appealing thing right here is the fact that the veterans that we break down and say, all right, how many guys do we got to make sure we keep? Huh? How many guys are going forward are going to be the leaders of this team, going to be the pillars to pass the keys on to the younger guys? I don't see a lot of guys here, Brent. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought we'd come up with more players. If you add the veterans in, like I was saying, I mean, you got two on the offensive line. Andrew Norwell, I think because of the dollars will be gone, uh, I think you'll go a cheaper route there. That'd be my guess. Uh, the linebackers are in pretty good shape. Yes. But outside of that, man, now you always have a chance by when we ask this question again in December for players to emerge. Like Trey Herndon now might have put two years together. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, yeah, man, this guy's re- legit. You don't have to do anything at corner. You got C.J. Anderson. You got Trey Herndon. Uh, Jared Wilson comes back and he has good year, and you're like, don't worry about that spot. We're good. Uh, Cam Robinson by December playing well. 
Uh, Tyler Reifert's back, you know, uh, and he's a big part of it. And you got to cut him for another year, although I wouldn't really push him into 2022 season. Um, Keelan Cole now all of a sudden is having a career year, and I might change my tune on Keelan Cole by that point. Yeah. So and and the biggest one being Minshew. What does Minshew look like two months from now? What's the conversation piece about Minshew? Because that's the most important domino here. If you have to go draft a quarterback next year, if you do have to do that, and you and you do that for the the sake of the franchise, and you get your franchise guy, whether it's Lance, whether it's Fields, whether it's Lawrence. Well, what that does to me is. It still doesn't say much about 2021. Mm-hmm. That's one of the issues here. As you start projecting, if you have a rookie QB, I'm not buying into you being a great contender in 2021. Mm-hmm. I, it might be better. You might be pretty good around them. You might be trending in the right direction. But I don't feel like I'm going places with a rookie quarterback. Because you have to ask if you have the team to embrace him and be successful. I'll allow the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. And even it doesn't matter how good you are, you still probably are taking some lumps in that rookie season as you figure it out. Mm. Lamar Jackson took lumps. He's the MVP the next year. Or two years later, right? No, the next year. Next year. Uh, Mahomes hardly played. Mm -hmm. Then MVP, right? So that first year, even the great ones... You can't expect much from. So that's the pickle I'm in in terms of projection. I think 2021 is a big year for this franchise, and you can maybe get in the dance. But trying to figure out a chance to win big in 2021, regardless of what happens this year, is a little far-fetched. That's why I still think this window is probably more two, three years old, and it's really going to be 2022. That if, if, and this is what I always say, if they make 70% of their decisions and they hit on them, then you got a chance in 2021 to be super competitive. But in 2022, you're like, we feel like we're as good as anybody in the NFL. The way this team is set up right now, and I agree with you. I, I agree that 2021 could be a little sketchy if you get a new quarterback. I understand that. Would 2021 be the 2020 version? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So would 2021 of the Jaguars be the 2020 version of the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, that's what you hope it's not. Mm-hmm. You hope it's further along than that. Sure. Because I think the Bengals are halfway decent. I've said that countless times. I think they have good weapons on offense. I think they have a great quarterback. Their defense may be a little sketchy. That's but I, why I asked the question. But I want the Jaguars. I need the Jaguars to be like 9-7, and seven, kind of good next year. So that's with, with a rookie quarterback. I mean, if if they with go any direction, with any quarterback, yeah. I need, I, that's what I'd like to be in position because in my mind, I'm like, okay, you win six games or four games or whatever, but the next year you win nine games, yeah. and then the next year you're winning the division and got chance for home field advantage in 2022. You're competing for Super Bowl. I mean, that's what this has to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what you hope it looks like. That's what San Francisco was able to flip that thing. Because they had a pretty good – when they did this exhibition in San Francisco, not last year, but at the end of the previous year, mm-hmm. they were like, I kind of like that guy. like that guy. We traded for our quarterback. We got our quarterback. We, you know, boom, boom, boom. We got our coach. And then they said on top of that, oh, we just went and got Nick Bosa. And, you know, so when they checked that list, my guess is they had more than seven young players, core young players at the end of 2018 they believed in. Then they had – they hit on their on their free agents and their draft picks, but they had also already had the quarterback in place, and they got a coach that they really believed in, and, and everything clicked, and they were able to flip it mm-hmm. just in a hurry. Uh, 
I don't see the Jags being able to flip it quickly enough for 2021. I think you're now looking at a 2022 kind of flip. That's uh, Again, that's October 1st. Yeah. By December, maybe we feel a little bit different, hopefully on the good side, not the bad side of that. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the danger of it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could look even worse. Yep. Uh, so interesting look at the Jags as uh, you look big picture uh, at them uh, down the road. Hey, the Lakers looked really good last night. I mean, can, can Miami even contend? They're well, beat up. Yeah, and they had injuries to worry about. Uh, but, that was wrong, man. I mean, I this, thought... doesn't look, this doesn't look good for the Miami Heat. Listen, this is like a four-game coronation potential. Yeah, the, the, the Heat came out up by 13 the first quarter. I'm like, there it is. There's the Miami Heat that we're talking about. And then it just it went to you know what after that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I expected you know Bam and, and the guys to step up to the challenge of stopping Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis scored whenever he wanted last night. That's it. They right, the like, small lineup on it. Yeah, and it just it, it did not work out unfortunately. So. I don't know. I mean, right now they made it look really easy game one for the Lakers. I'd like to think there's still a little more fight left in the Miami Heat, um, especially coming from a Lakers game last night that were there shooting just unconscious. I mean, they were on fire from the three-point line, and usually Miami is the team that's on fire in terms of shooting three-pointers. So I think there's still a little fight left, but, I mean, it, it looks like LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to will this team to a championship. A little closer look at uh, that series, an update on Major League Baseball, and what would you rather be doing than watch... The Broncos and Jets tonight. Coming up next on ESPN 690. Do you want to come over to my house and watch that uh, political debate? I got it DVR'd. You DVR'd it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> what, what am I, a psych? What am I, eat half rack of ribs? No, I don't. Full rack of I ribs. I record that. Tonight. I'm a full rack of rib kind of guy. 18 holes. Got it in. More to come on ESPN 690. Now, back to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. You know, you can you can learn a lot from just watching film, but you know, being there, going through a camp, a bunch of camps, and practicing against these guys, you know, it's it's easy to you know pass on some of the things that uh, they're they're good at, and then some of the things that um, they're not not as good at. So um, I've been able to definitely help out the tight ends as far as what to what to look for i think you always want to play good play well against your old team but you know i don't want to i don't want to be a distraction i don't want it to be about me or anything like that i mean that this team we we need to uh we need to go in there and get a win and uh get this thing rolling in the right direction that is tyler eifert jaguars tight end going back home to cincinnati i'll tell you what i i would love to i gotta i gotta do a better job asking this question because I feel like I've said it a lot and I haven't done it yet. I feel like Eifert's playing pretty good football right now for them. Mm. I think they got to find him more. I think they got to use him more, get him the ball. But I feel like he's playing pretty good football. I feel like he's open, and I want to know if my feeling is correct. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna have to look at. I don't look at the all twenty-two. You go back. You watch that sometimes. But we're not the all twenty. I just find clips. Yeah. Yeah. Illegally. <clears throat> sometimes. Well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I watched all 22. But, you know, they – I guess I could look at pro football focus rankings. Like, where do they rank them? But that doesn't rank on – like, uh, from a tight end, it's more probably blocking and catching is not yeah. getting open. Yeah, yeah. I really want to know, like, is he open sometimes and they're not hitting him? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like – or, like, is his win rate good in terms of route running and all that stuff? Sure. Uh, I got to get to the – Who are you, Tony Khan, all these analytics? I want to know. I feel like – Sure. I feel like uh, – I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. I'm not sure Mitch, you've seen him enough. <laughs> Quite frankly. 
So uh, the other thing about uh, Eifert's talking about right there is he's saying, hey, I give the I'm helping out the team, saying what some of the tendencies are to some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Does that really work? Does it work when you go play a team that you knew or know? I'd love to know the record on that. Like, what helped? If you can go back every week after week and you go find a former team, mm-hmm. uh, like when the Jags play the Ravens, right? Yeah. And uh, Calais says, hey, yeah, I know uh, Linder does this and Can does this yeah. and Taylor does this. And, and bam, you put it on tape. It's like as they're watching, see, I told you that was going to happen, and this guy did this move against him. Yeah. That's what I got out of Eifert there, and he was basically saying – that he's trying to give a little tip or tendency here or there that you don't necessarily see on tape, but you know because you practice against the guy yep. or with the guy for so long. Does it work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it helps. Like, it doesn't hurt anything, right? Like, I think from a like from a scheme standpoint, obviously, it's not like you can say, well, they, they run this or this, this or this call. Like, the calls always get changed up, right? So you can't really get a game plan um, advantage, but you can get a player advantage, especially on the defensive line, offensive line. You know, I mean, um, every offensive line, they have a certain move that, that, that they bite at, or they have a certain move that they don't like to defend. They have a certain move like where they're really good against. So I think that if you're living in the trenches and things like that, it's definitely beneficial. Now, I think from the routes and stuff in the back end and the secondary and being wide receiver, that might be a little more convoluted, a little more just kind of a gray area. But I think for in terms of the trenches, absolutely it's an advantage. Hmm. Yeah, and stuff that doesn't show up probably to the naked eye. It's sure. more about a tendency, a move, uh, uh, those kind of things that a player might do. Uh, quick uh, one more thought on the Lakers because we just said it for about 30 seconds on the way out. They looked so dominant, it's hard to find an answer from Miami. I mean, when you look that dominant, when it looks like it's just a matchup. First of all, we know the Lakers are better. I mean, they're better. Simple as that. But when they look that dominant, it might just be a matchup problem. This could be ugly, right? I mean, it's like a four-game coronation for LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, listen... (sighs) There and you saw it. Did you watch the game? You watched a lot of game last night. A little bit. A little I watched bit. it. On I mean, and off. Yeah. It didn't matter uh, when yeah. I got tired of watching the Yankees. Sure. I flipped it on. So you probably watched a lot of it then. It didn't matter if it was the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Like LeBron kind of had that look about him, right? And, and even when it got a little chippy, it seemed like uh, in the second and third quarters, like he was all business. He 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 wasn't going to get involved with the distraction. He had one goal, and that was to to win that ball game. And obviously, they did it in dominating fashion. Um. Yeah, I think a motivated LeBron James, I think a, an Anthony Davis who's playing and firing on all cylinders right now, um, that's a deadly combination. It just, once again, it begs the question, if they go cold, um, if the Lakers go cold a little bit, who's going to be that third guy to step up? Because last time, everyone stood up last night. Everyone was shooting lights out. Like, you could pick anybody, even on the bench, they were hitting three-pointers, like it's going out of style. But when it, you know, when it gets a little rough, when guys start going cold, who steps up? I'm not sure you can answer that question quite yet. But at the same time, I'm not sure if that question even matters anymore. I think what you said, you said something. I think it's been evident the entire time in the bubble. LeBron James is just like he's got a stone cold killer look on him. Yeah, he is so locked in, so focused. I mean, he probably wasn't in the early stages of the bubble, uh, but everything going on uh, this I think he is so aware all the time of his legacy and what's the stories being written and what's being said. I think even more so given the times we're in uh, Black Lives Matter's movement and his take front center stage on that. Um, the voting initiatives, 
Uh, he's been front and center on that. Mm-hmm. And I think Kobe Bryant's legacy and I think the Lakers and his legacy winning another championship. I, I just see a guy that looks about – this isn't like a one-day thing. This is like a three, four, five, six-week thing yeah. where LeBron is as locked in visibly to, I think, the outside world as I have <laughs> – I, I can remember seeing a player for this amount of time. I think he's it, it maybe is the best thing that happened is that it's a bubble yeah. because it makes it feel like it's all business. There's nothing else. I can't go mow my lawn. I can't go help my kid with his homework. I can't I can't do any of that. Sure. I'm in the bubble. I'm here to do one thing, and that is to win an NBA championship. And I and I feel like. I feel like that's why he looks the way he does, and and it might not always equate to his play. Like he didn't have, I mean, he had a good game, a typical LeBron game, but it's not like he had fifty points last night. Uh, I just don't think he's going to let him lose. I don't think so either. And I like your point. Yeah, playing the bubble that that could be an advantage, but at the same time, it can be a disadvantage. Like, look at Paul George, right? Paul George suffered in this bubble. I mean, essentially, it's an echo chamber where if you play bad. They're going to let you know about yeah. it. And unfortunately, you know, Paul George, for whatever reason, kind of crumble under that scrutiny, under that pressure a little bit. Um, I think LeBron James has took it upon himself to obviously maybe prove some of the haters wrong. Although I think he's to the point in his career now where, dude, I mean, what more do you have to accomplish? Like, you really have to go out there and prove people wrong. You should just go, go out there and win it for Kobe Bryant and win it for your team. So I'm not sure, like, where his mindset exactly is at right now. But you're absolutely right. When, when you're in this bubble and you've been in here for three or four months, I mean, You've been left to your own devices, and now you're obviously in the home stretch. Now you're, this is the final lap. This is, you know, all the eggs in the basket, if you will. And you can tell LeBron James knows that. You can tell that, listen, it, it's do or die now. Like, there's no more series after this. This is us. This is for Kobe Bryant. Let's see what we got. Yeah, I think it's uh, going to happen too. And we, I, I still feel like four games, uh, but it, maybe it's a fifth game. Are you all right over there? We got, we got like an ant infestation over here. I'm just seeing. See that wall over there? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's like eight of them. Hey, count a little more. Watch out. You're going to lose the uh, tequila in a minute. We're going all up and down this wall. All right. Well, we just got to be professional and keep going. Well, I will be. Obviously, you can't handle that. Well, I don't want them crawling on me, Brent, because they're starting to make my way over to my shoes. Probably my shoes are attracting them. The smell. I feel like one person eats in here every day. Yeah, but nothing. I mean, what? You guys want, they want some little granola bars? Come on. Someone's got chips and salsa over there. They smell like I salsa. Do. That's what yeah. it is. It's fun fact. Ants are attracted to salsa. Yeah, I'm sure they just jumped up from the pavement today. Oh, they're like, oh, see, si, senor. Let's yeah. go get us some. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. There's a lot of them, though. God bless the wide cam shot. Obviously, yeah. ants are not afraid of heights. I, obviously just, not. I mean, we're, like, we're pretty far up. Yeah. Guys are crazy. Makes me a little nervous. So wondering. I mean, more, how I mean, distracted you just got over ten ants concerns. Well, me. here's where my mind goes. Listen, there's more than ten ants, so don't like under exaggerate this whole thing. There's at least probably thirty ants right now, starting from the bottom right here and working our way up. So if there's thirty ants in my plane sight, that means there's a lot more that I'm not seeing. And this, where my mind goes right now, is okay. Where are the ants that I'm not seeing? Where are they coming from? That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like talking LeBron James with you. It's fantastic. He's a good player, but I got ants in my mind. It's better than a good player. It's better Great than player. spiders. Great player. Are you, you're not a big spider guy? Well, if there were about 15 spiders here instead of ants, I'd be Whoa, a little bit Brent, more concerned. I mean, if there's 15 spiders, we're quarantined and we're out of here. And we'll see you guys show's next over. week. Show, show's done. Yeah, I'm not messing with spiders. 15 of them? Come on. Sorry. What would you rather do 
than watch the Broncos and the Jets play tonight. Figure out where these ants are coming from. There's uh, one. Yeah. Uh, be an exterminator. Be an exterminator. Yeah. Um. Listen, man. What else am I going to do tonight, Brent? I mean, I guess I can, I can watch this South Park DVR thing. that I There's a new South Park pandemic special. Check that out. I'm going to watch it, though, because I'm, I'm a masochist. I like to put myself through pain sometimes. I fight in the cage for crying out loud, right? Well, this is true. Yeah, so might as well put my, my eyeballs through some Jets-Broncos action and see what happens. So no, like, uh, I mean, there's – what else is even on TV? You got the baseball playoffs? Yeah. Lakers well, take the game a day off, Brewers right? play tonight at 10 o'clock again. By the way, it's just like – yeah, come on. That's a slow death. A slow death. Yeah. And That's 10 like getting eaten alive by ants. I stayed awake till 1 o'clock last night watching that Brewers game, by the way, because I, I watched the last inning. Christian Yelich, they're down by two. Guy on second base. Yelich comes up to bat. How do you think that went? Brewers game almost finished before the Yankees game. Did it really? Yeah. It was extra. What was the... Oh, the, the delay. That's the, right. They had the a delay. little bit of a delay, yeah, but it also yeah. was 10-9 with 19 walks. It yeah, took a yeah. little longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So there's not much else on TV. Yeah. The Jaguars All Access coming up at 7 o'clock on Fox 30, but that's before the game starts. So Um, uh, make sure you join us So here's your solution. Check your local listing. You DVR the Jaguars All Access, and then you watch that instead of watching the Jets tonight. There you go. Yes. Or just watch it at 7 and then watch it again when the Jets... And Broncos game comes up. So let me ask you this. Every ratings point matters. By the way, you could, yes, you could, even if you watch it twice, you could watch this show from the whole time. Again? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should critique our show. Myself today? Yeah. Oh, I, I did fine. Don't worry about it. Maybe uh, you can identify exactly where those ants are coming from. I know. They're around, man. It's bugging me. I'm sorry. It doesn't bug you? Ants just crawling all around? No, it doesn't bother me at all. Wow. Let's, I, I know the... I know, like, listen, this is a hard question to ask, and it's tough to, like, ridicule the franchise because a lot of people be like, well, the Jags and the Titans played or Jags and the Dolphins played. and But, I, see, that's wrong. I think there were people looking forward to seeing the Jags and Minshew play in the offense that had scored 28 points. I think there are people curious whether two is going to come in the game for Miami. Yeah. I think that had a heck of a lot more storylines than this one. Yeah. I mean, it, seriously, without kidding about it, like, what's the storyline here? Like we said it Here last we week. If the Jets lo- if the Jets look good, yeah. it's not real. Like so they're not good. It's just this a one off. This is gonna be the game right now. We got about what six minutes left, and we did this with Jason Fitz a little bit. But let's put a little twist on it. We go back and forth, and we give one positive thing that we can watch in this Jets versus Broncos game. We say that, and whoever can't come up with something at the very end loses. You understand how to play it? Yes. All right. You want to go first, or should I? You can go. Are we getting like any serious music or not? All right. I'm gonna go first. I'm going to watch to see if Sam Darnold is actually a fluke. Does he see ghosts, or can he actually respond and play well against a, a depleted Denver Broncos team? I'm going to watch to see if Adam Gase's eyes pop out of his head. <laughs> I'm going to see the, the New Jersey combinations. Are we going to see something different? Is there a plan for that, by the way? I don't know. Hey, I'm going to watch and find out. Very good. That's a good tease. Yeah. That might be the most exciting part. You never know. I'm going to watch to see if Blake Bortles enters the game. I like that a lot. I'm going to watch to see if Noah Fant is really the next breed of tight end in the NFL. Pretty good. Thank you. 
I'm going to watch to see who is the backup running back for the Jets because I had Le'Veon Bell and he's on IR and maybe I should pick him up for fantasy. I'm going to watch Frank Gore be the backup running back to the New York Jets and maybe get 20 carries a pop and say, wow, how is this guy still in the league after so long? Frank Gore is still in the league. That's right. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch to see if Joe Flacco comes in against his old team for a struggling C and go Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm going to watch to see if Melvin Gordon is even on the Denver Broncos anymore. Good point. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. I believe the Jets' first top three receivers are out, so I want to learn who the fourth and fifth and sixth <laughs> oh receivers are. Oh, we're getting, we're getting so deep right now. I want to watch to see if Chris Herndon is actually a legit tight end or not. Keep in mind, last year Chris Herndon was supposed to be like the breakout fantasy star. Got hurt. He comes back tonight uh, off IR. Can he perform well? I'm going to watch to see if they take one shot of A.J. Boye, even though he's not playing anymore, I think, because of the shoulder injury. Oh, man, bro. You're bringing a lot to the table right now. Oh, no. Ah, ah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to lay a bet on it. <laughs> Very good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody even have anybody in fantasy here in this game? Fan. Yeah, fan. Fan's good fantasy. Fan. Point. Yeah, that's about it. Because Sutton's out, right? Sutton's Judy. out. Judy. Judy. You, you, you said Judy. Yeah. I'm going to watch to see if Judy is one of the better rookies in the game. I'm going to. I'm going to watch and see if a porous Denver Broncos defense can finally live up to the expectations of Vic Fangio being a defensive-minded kind of guy. I'm going to watch to see if Vic Fangio knows how to call a freaking timeout. <laughs> oh, that, that might be the one right there. That might be the winner because he's already mentioned Adam Gase. Um, I'm going to watch to see if anybody gets fired at halftime. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch to see if... The fake fan noise they put in the stadium is all booze for the New York Jets. <laughs> I'm going to watch to see if there's going to be a fireman at hologram. Uh, I might be out. Uh, I mean, I've been out, dude. I'm, I'm pulling holograms out of my butt right now. Yeah, yeah. So, I wonder yeah. if they do a thing for firemen, Ed. I want... Like, it, you know... The, yeah, yeah. Is that well, a prop pet? Are they allowing fans? They're not allowing fans still, I'm right? I'm not sure. MetLife, I don't think. I have think. no idea. They need a cutout, a cardboard cutout yeah. of uh, fireman, Ed. Yeah. I'm killing time. Do, you know, I hear you. But do you I'm think so, so? Honestly, so Kansas City, Baltimore, right? I think we'd both agree that that game didn't quite live up to expectations, right? Because the Ravens right. didn't play their good game. Yeah, right? like I wouldn't classify it as a dud. Like the Jags Dolphins game was a dud. Correct. I mean, Jags didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't even entertaining. Yeah. Uh, that game still had entertainment value. But it wasn't. But I mean, we put it on this pedestal. But it, wasn't, it didn't deliver. It wasn't Cowboys Seattle. Yeah. It wasn't Packers Saints. Yeah. It wasn't. So, Name your game, like Patriots, Seattle, week prior. Seattle's got to be the most exciting team in the NFL. Absolutely. They give up 500 yards a game, yep. and then they go score 35 a game. So my point is, our expectations so low right now that this game could actually come on Thursday night here, Jets, Broncos, and surprise us maybe a little bit, or is it just it's it's too bad to not fail, well, I guess you would say. you know, it's we didn't even mention the quarterback situation for the Broncos. You know, Brett Rippian. Uh, yeah. Rippin. Rippin? Rippin. Uh, the Ripper. I would call him Rippian. Uh, Rippin. <laughs> Uh, the, I, I wonder what he's, I bet he does better than people think you watch. Okay. Like I, I bet, but my point is say that I think even at their best, this is probably like a 20 to 16 game. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't know what good looks like for these teams. They're pretty boring. I think they can't, you know, they're very limited offensively, mm-hmm. especially the Jets. And so I just don't think it's that kind of game that for, for the viewing pleasure, for what you're talking about, you, you're like, that's like the Bengals Browns. Right, the Browns are exciting, but the Bengals we don't really know what to get. Well, it ended up being a 35-30 game. Now it wasn't like super close, but it was kind of entertaining. Sure, it was fun to watch Burrow sling it around a little bit, Mayfield sling it around. It was 35-30. Yeah, like I don't think we're gonna we have a chance to get that game right, mm. th- with these two teams. I just don't. I've seen the the Jags edition of like the Jets before, yeah, and you just don't have that in you. Like yeah. the Jets can't score. I don't think 30 points. I I, I really don't think they can. So. I don't, I don't know if, uh, yes, you're right. The, the floor for this game is very low. I just don't think the ceiling's very high. So I don't think it's going to be like, wow, man, we're going to come in tomorrow, man. That game was way more entertaining yeah, yeah, than yeah. we thought. I think that's the way the NFL was built to surprise us like that. Yeah. I just don't see this game living up to that. We, we've been joking around it a little bit, but serious question. How long is the Adam Gates experiment going to last? Like, let, let's say they lose this game tonight. Let's say they keep on losing because, I think, like I said, they got uh, they have the Seahawks coming up. So, with that being said, if I think they got the Seahawks coming up, uh, with that being said, how long does the Adam Gates experiment last? I mean, do you give them the season? Do you give them a couple more? Like, I mean, the, listen, it's a dumpster fire there in New York, Brett. It's horrible. Yeah, and I just don't think you get it better. I mean, there might be a time in November, okay, December that he goes, but I don't. Uh, listen, in fairness to Gase, in fairness to Sam Darnold, what are they doing? Like, I, it's hard for me to hammer just those guys with what you see around them in New York. I mean, they have been set up to, quite frankly, fail. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really not a pretty picture mm-hmm. right now in, in New York in terms of what they have. So unless something emerges that nobody's seeing and it doesn't look like there's been any sign of life uh, for that to happen over these first few weeks of the season. Uh, you know, quick thought. The guys from Live Local Loud were talking about this last night and uh, just totally steal uh, w- one of their trivia questions. They said there are nine quarterbacks. Rippon is, uh, you know, the latest one to start since 2017, believe it or not. It's like a 36-game span, I heard Nikki Football say. 36-game span. For the Broncos. This will be the ninth quarterback to start. For the Broncos? For the Broncos. Dang. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, that was since 17. So, like, that wasn't even the end of Manning. Manning was, I think, the end end of 15. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, they have had Osweiler, right? They've had Flacco. They've had Simeon. They've had uh, Rippon. They've had Drew Locke. They've had, uh, who are we missing here? I don't know. Uh, Brandon Allen started the Brandon game. Allen, yeah, yeah. Uh, who used to play here in Trevor Jackson. Simeon, you said him? I said oh, Simeon. Simeon. Um, now I forget the whole list. But Yeah, who's the, the guy from Memphis? Oh, uh, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Yeah, that experiment failed. Yeah. What's interesting in that, right, because so uh, Jason Fitz said he, earlier this week, he, I mean, he basically like, John Elway can't find a quarterback. Which is insane. Like, he's terrible at finding a quarterback, which is true, yeah. outside of Manning. I mean, he's been there for a decade, and they have not been able to find the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I actually was thinking when Nikki Football and, and Jerry Daniels and company at Live Local Loud were talking about this segment, I was like, I'm not even sure any of those guys are better than the guy they just signed, and that's Bortles. True. Now, Drew Locke, obviously, we don't know yet, and, and we've seen some things. So I'm going to eliminate him. He's hurt. Yeah. But who knows what Rippin is. But if you go back, like Osweiler, I take Bortles over Osweiler. Sure. Right? Yeah. Paxton Lynch? Bortles. Sure. Yeah. Simeon? I take portals. Yeah.
Does nothing for me. Who else did we have? Uh, Flacco. Flacco. That, that looking Flacco, to be honest with you, I'd take Bortles. Yeah. I understand Flacco the resume. Yeah. But the way Flacco was playing for them, no way. He looked washed up. Yep. Uh, who else? Might Dris- wasn't Driscoll? Oh, Driscoll. Driscoll. But you take Bortles? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's how, but I mean, seriously, I, I'm, I'm not trying to. I, I, I mean, was a Blake I, fan. But, I, guess I mean, just, how many strikes can you have, though, man? I mean, that's an amazing run yeah. of ineptitude at the quarterback position from a Hall of Fame QB. Yeah. Did you say Case Keenum? I can't remember. I'm sorry. No, there, I didn't. So many Keenum names. actually Keenum. is probably maybe their best guy. Where's he at now? Is he anywhere? Is he with, is he in uh, Cleveland? Might be. I think yeah, he's, yeah, in yeah, Cleveland. he's in Cleveland. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. But Keenum, I mean, he might be their best guy. I don't know what the numbers say. It just depends which stop you had Keenum. Yeah. But there was one stop where Keenum was pretty good, and it might have been Denver for a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, he went 6-10 and 10 in Denver, um, 18 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Is his one year in Denver. <laughs> and, and that's probably the best. So this is their ninth quarterback, and Bortles is better than probably at least seven of them. Put in the boat. Put in the boat. Put in the boat. Hey, Scott, thanks for hanging with us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Always a treat. Jaguars All Access coming up on Fox 30 in just a bit. We'll go down to the stadium. We talk Jags and Bengals. Josh Allen will join us from there. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody, for all the reasons we just gave you. Yeah, we gave you like 100 of them. What more do you guys want from us? And the Major League Baseball playoffs. We'll take care of the ants, and we'll be back here tomorrow on ESPN 690.